0: To trade or to sign? We'll tell you why one is better than the other for the Reds this off season. And uh, would you trade Joey Votto if he happens to be on a heater to begin the season? We'll give you our answer to that question on today's live edition of Locked on Reds.
1: You are locked on Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds
0: podcast part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: You are Locked On Reds. Thanks for making Locked On Reds your first listen of the day. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network and we are free and available on all Podcasting platforms. I'm your host, Stephen Offenbaker, alongside Jeff Carr, and welcome into another Aloha Friday edition, live edition of the Locked On Reds podcast. Listen, Jeff and I have a passion for baseball. We have a passion for the Cincinnati Reds, and we have taken that passion and we have turned it into information for you. On today's podcast, we're going to do a little speculating, a little, a little. You know, stirring of the pot. We're going to talk about trading. We're going to talk about signing. And we're going to talk about what we think the Reds may or may not do in regards to both. All right, Jeff, this is going to be a fun one. Uh, And before we dive into it, I just want to uh, shout out the sponsor of today's episode. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online is where the game starts and where i want to start is what i missed out on yesterday that you got to talk about jeffrey and that is uh, the red seemingly being in on a reunion with the one and only johnny coito because you brought this up earlier several weeks back and i poo-pooed the whole darn idea because <laughs> coito was so good uh, but turns out that you know it's a real thing and uh, listen I'm, I'm all I'm all for this. Bring him back. Stick him in the fourth slot in the rotation and let him work his magic. Maybe uh, maybe he can uh, help lead the Reds back to uh, the postseason. Pro- well, OK, maybe not, but he can definitely <laughs> be good. He can be better than what was running out there at certain times uh, during the last season when people were injured. I, I'm I'm excited about the possibility that this could happen.
0: Well, what did you and I say to start this off season? They need to sign a veteran presence to help them out in the rotation. They need a guy that, you know, you know, is not going to be like an ace, but he's going to be a solid every fifth day, go out there, get the job done. That's what Johnny Cueto did last season. I mean, he had great numbers and very efficient numbers too. Like he wasn't super high in the strikeouts. I kind of mentioned that yesterday, but he was very, very good at limiting walks and he really only averaged about 15 pitches per inning. He wasn't doing a whole lot of, you know, toying with hitters. It was just let's go, let's get the outs, and let's get back in the dugout and get the lineup back on the field. I I would love to see this deal. And just for uh, in in case you did not see yesterday's episode where I talked a lot about this, I'll share the tweet. This was from John Morosi tweeting out that the Reds have expressed interest in a reunion with Johnny Cueto. And this is huge too, Steve, because I was curious as to the extent of the Reds' interest in this, and I've been confirmed by um, uh, by a couple of folks close to the organization that the Reds actually talked to Johnny Cueto last offseason before he went to Chicago. So there is something to this.
1: I think that's the thing that surprised me the most is, you know, this could be something that's been a couple years in the making. Yep. Uh, who knows why it didn't come to fruition last year? And I got to tell you, I would have loved to have had quite all around for the numbers that he put up last year, especially considering some of uh, the players, the <laughs> talent. Well, I'm thinking reds the reds ran out there from last all year? the injuries at the beginning of the season. He would have helped with that. immensely. Oh, absolutely. This is, this is a big deal, Jeff. I, I, I just, I, you know, I really didn't even think that this was a possibility uh, up until You know this news broke and the more i've thought about it now the more you know i think that nick crawl could pull this off because if you also remember just a little over a week ago nick crawl went on the record and was like you know we do have some money to spend not a lot of money a little bit of money but we have some money to spend spend it right here bring johnny home
0: which and and depending on how exact these numbers are different people are reporting that the payroll is right around 73 million, which is literally 50 million less than it was last year. So there is space to move with this. So people look at, you know, the perceived market value of Johnny Cueto around 14 million. And they think, well, that sounds like a lot for this, this penny pinching reds franchise, but with 50 million to play with i mean i mean, they're probably not going to spend all 50 million of that but even 14 million in the 50 that's a small drop in that bucket
1: oh i agree i mean between this and maybe an outfielder and a bullpen arm or two if they spent 25 million dollars that's still a big savings over what they did the previous season And, you know, these would be short-term contracts that would come off the books in a year or two. Uh, It's kind of a no-brainer. This, I mean, it makes a whole lot of sense, which is probably the only thing that gives me pause because (laughs) uh, Castellini don't do anything that makes sense. It's too
0: obvious, right? It's it's just too
1: easy. (laughs) uh, The SOB, uh, son of Bob, Phil Castellini, uh, doesn't generally do things that are smart. So uh, my hope is you are correct in your... uh, your thoughts that, because of everything that's happened, Phil has gotten out of the way of Nick crawl uh, because this seems like a move. This seems like a move that would be in Nick craw's wheelhouse. Listen, I don't think we've given him enough credit for things like this. He yeah. he's kind of been pretty good at these fringe moves that you you don't necessarily think are a big deal. And then they ultimately end up being a big deal that, you know, we looked at, we poo-pooed the Brandon Drury signing last year and we're like, Oh, whatever. It doesn't move the needle. It's not anything. And it right. ended up being great. And if they brought Johnny Coito back, you know, it, it fits that it fits that thing that I said, you know, a few weeks ago, Jeff, where they're not going to go out and sign a big money free agent, something that's going to warrant uh, holding a press conference at Great American Ballpark. Uh, but signing Johnny Coito, while not a big 10 year multi million dollar deal. This would be something they could schedule a press conference for and have the media out and have an event and, you know, welcome Johnny home. And it would be kind of a big deal. And the casual fan knows who Johnny Coito is. The casual fan knows what Johnny Coito has done for this franchise. And the casual fan would love this and would buy some tickets to come see Johnny Coito pitch in Cincinnati again.
0: One hundred percent, Steve, and and the other thing that I, I saw in the comments, and I'm sorry I, I forgot to catch the username, so I can't shout you out specifically, but I saw a great comment that said, you know this kind of seems like a nice little deal for him to come back here and just kind of slide right on into the Reds Hall of Fame once he retires. And I'm like, you know, this probably isn't something that the front office is considering, but that could be something that Johnny's considering. And that's a huge deal because obviously he has to sign off on it as well. He's got to make the decision to want to return to Cincinnati, understanding that this year they're not competing for anything, but he's going to be more of a mentor. He's going to be more of a solidifying presence on this roster and in this pitching staff. But I do have a question for you, Steve, uh, and, and I'm going to ask you. Actually, I have a couple of questions that we're going to ask you. That I have all the answers. To trading, and, 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 it, and it pertains to kind of comparing this as well uh, when it comes to all of that. I, I want to ask you that coming up here in just a minute because it includes in a rumor that we've already heard, and it includes a thought about Joseph Daniel. Vado. That's coming up here in just a moment. Before we get into that, though, I want to let you know that today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the absolute best. I mean, if you have not tried Built Bar just yet, you have to. I'm talking about some new reimagined flavors that Built Bar has come out with. They've got cookie dough topper, coconut brownie bar, and coconut brownie topper as well. These bars are phenomenal, covered in 100% real chocolate, whether you're talking about milk chocolate, dark chocolate, or white chocolate, depending on the flavors. And they have amazing levels of protein in them. They've also got, uh, they're venturing into the granola area. They've got white chocolate, peppermint, granola. That is some kind of flavor combination, Steve. It's built to take on the granola bar, and it's so more filling and still insanely tasty. And Candy Cane Brownie Puff as well. Uh, we're, we're getting in the Christmas spirit around built built Puffs are like biting into the universe's most delicious cloud, and they've got a Candy Cane Brownie Puff. Oh, my gosh. Merry Christmas to us all. First off, for anyone who hasn't tried built Bars before, they're literally the best tasting protein bars ever built. They're revolutionizing nutrition as we know it, with 100% real chocolate, 17 grams of protein, and shockingly low sugar and calories. And they've only got 130 calories per bar. Just sink your teeth into that first bite and it'll change your life forever. You're probably wondering which new flavor is my favorite flavor. That's a clown question, bro. They're all unbelievable and they're all different. So you can order a mixed box and try all the flavors for yourself. Built. You got to try this. Get 15% off your order right now by using the code LOCKEDON15 at built.com That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-1-5 at Bilt.com. Coming up Monday, what can we Oops. expect, Steve, from Jake? Sorry, Rake Fraley. Saw a great article by our friends over at the red reporter talking about Jake Fraley and comparing at least his right-handed splits to a a couple of uh, very nominal players. And I I think you'll find that interesting. That's what we're talking about on Monday, but Steve, well, well, first off what's on your mind. You
1: you look like you got something on your mind. (laughs) No, I do. I, so I, I'm sorry. I got click happy on the, on the video button there. Um, (laughs) I was just trying to get ready to drop some comments in and then you threw me off because you managed to spell locked on 15 and I was trying to figure out how it was that you could spell that but you can't spell Jeff it was very confusing to me but I did I I wanted to cut in before you did the lead in because I just wanted to you know shout out the fact again that we are live which is why we're screwing it up so bad right now (laughs) but we thank all of you guys for being here live with us the comment section is always on fire and I just wanted to highlight a little bit of that before we jump into the to the second segment Carlton check Checks in, says even with 100 losses, he is still chomping at the bit to see the boys of summer again. I am right there with you. Carlton, I am so excited to get back to Cincinnati once baseball season starts. Scott Campbell's with us today. He just shouts aloha and I say aloha right back. Uh, Just scrolling through again, Steve McCoy's in. Aloha, let's go. Happy to have you guys here. The comment section is open. Get your comments, get your questions in there. When we hit the third segment, you will be in the driver's seat. You'll be driving the ship and we will take on as many of these as we can. Sorry to hijack the segment there, Jeff. Uh, (laughs) Proceed (laughs) That's
0: okay. I appreciate that because I do want to start this segment off with a comment that we received on an earlier video. And I find this question interesting, Steve. This is from Kenneth uh, DeCombs. I believe I I read that right. Kenneth DeCombs. And he says, if Joey Votto happens to start out next season hot, like you and me are both saying that he will, to the point which a team becomes interested for a decent prospect, would you want to trade him? Or will you utilize that production and keep the contract instead and get getting out from it and and Kenneth says I would trade him would you
1: well uh, the comment section was way ahead of you Uh, these are already (laughs) loaded says what says don't you dare trade Joey Votto Uh, Carlton says love him but if the deal makes sense then why not trade him and let him get a ring Uh, you know Danny says Joey has suffered enough. If he wants a chance to win a ring, he should be allowed to go. Listen, here's the thing, folks. Joey Votto has been asked about this many, many times, and he has said, Nobody from the Reds has ever approached me about being traded. Uh, I I don't want to be traded. I want to be a career Cincinnati Red. Joey has a no trade clause. So, you know, it would have to be, you know, the Reds would have to approach him first and come to him with, Hey, we have a deal. Are you interested in going? And, and Joey might not want to go, uh, You know, I don't believe that he's lying when he says he wants to stay here and finish out his career. Uh, He's had ample opportunity to demand a trade or force a situation where he could go somewhere else. All that being said, you know, if a great deal comes along and the Reds can get something for Votto and Votto is willing to go, great. If Votto decides tomorrow he wants to go and the Reds can't get anything but a bucket of balls for him, let him go anyway. Joey Votto deserves to do what Joey Votto wants to do because, you know, he's taken a lot of abuse during his time in Cincinnati. Yeah. He's been undervalued. He's been underappreciated, and he's done fantastic things. And I want to see Joey get a ring also. I want that for him. So, you know, if the Reds can get something for him and he's willing to go, do it. If, if he wants to be a career Red and he doesn't want to leave, I don't care what they have to pay him. Uh, if he wants to be here, let him be here.
0: That's the hardest part I have about this is because personally, I would say, no, I, I I want to keep him here forever, but I also want him to play for another thousand years. That's probably not going to happen. So I look at this and I say, what's best for him? Because that's what the Reds should do in this case. There are very, there's a very small, tiny chance that whatever they get back in a trade for Joey Votto is going to be a kind of dude that really makes a huge impact on the major league roster so i don't necessarily know that they should be sitting there and trying to evaluate the trade based on the value they receive i think at the end of the day the only reason joey Votto gets traded is because joey Votto is okay with the trade joey Votto wants to get that ring and and the reds are obliging him for that i, I don't think that there's a scenario where this is a value-based proposition so with that being said yes, he's going to have to show that he's healthy and that he can perform at a level that, more like 2021 as opposed to 2022 to entice a team to want him. But also, it's got to be a situation that he says yes to. So I think that at the end of the day, I would do this for the sake of Joseph Daniel Vado. I just... I, I think that there's probably a less than 10% chance that this happens.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, I'm with you. I don't want it to happen. I, I'm... <sighs> I'm really torn about the fact that we're probably going to see the Joey Votto farewell tour next season. Anyway, I wouldn't want that to be cut short, but you know, I- I think i just want to reiterate that for me it really comes down to whatever joey wants if he wants to try and uh, you know facilitate a trade to the blue jays or the dodgers or to to somebody that's you know all in on winning right now maybe the mets want him to be a dh against right-handed pitching uh you know god knows cohen 25 million dollars to cohen is a drop in the bucket oh man so i mean if that's what joey wants do it but if joey And I think he really means it when he says it, if he wants to be a career red, then tough cookies, let him play out his contract.
0: I think that's going to be the biggest question mark. And we're going to talk about this during the season of, you know, I think it's about a 99% chance. The Reds don't pick up that team option for 20 million next year. But what is the Joey factor in this? Does he want to come back on a cheaper contract? Does he want to come back? You know, for for whatever that looks like, that's going to be an interesting thing as well. So, yeah, he's only got one more guaranteed year left, but the Joey Votto factor in all of this is completely unknowable because I still think he's going to have it in his mind at the end of this season that he can play more. And what that looks like for the rest of his career, it's going to be very intriguing because I, I agree. I don't think that he is BSing the fan base when he says he wants to be a career red. And if he still thinks that there's more to that career, that's really where the test is going to be. Because I do I believe that the Reds have never approached him with a trade offer? Probably. There might have been a couple of cases over the last 10 years. But I think for the most part, the biggest test will be whenever that option's not picked up and they buy him out for, I think it's, what was it, $7 million they have to buy him out for? Then mm-hmm. does he return on a much cheaper deal that's more team-friendly or does he go somewhere else?
1: it would be interesting because, I mean, he said on national television he wants to play. If you recall, mm-hmm. during the Field of Dreams game, they asked him about this while he was conducting his interview while playing first base. That He, he said, I want to play. I want to keep playing. Uh, you know, basically – Uh, You know, I texted you at the time. I said, Jeff, he just told the Castellini's to pick up his option. That's really what he just said. So, you know, I think he still believes he has baseball in him beyond 2023. So you're you're absolutely right. It's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. I'm looking forward to lots of discussion about this. And I'm just, for me, going to try and savor each and every at bat that he's in a red uniform next year, because we just really don't know when it's going to be the last one. But with that being said, Jeff, coming up, it's going to be time to let the listeners take over the driver's seat. So get those questions and comments rolling in the comment section, because coming up in just a minute, we are going to put you in charge within reason. But before we get to that, I appreciate you guys hanging out with us. Uh, Listen, speaking of hanging out. You know, if you're out hanging out with some friends and and putting back a few drinks, a few drinks becomes a few too many. And as the evening comes to an end and people start to head out, you think about calling for a ride and you tell yourself, "Ah, I live close. Uh, I can make it home. Okay, it's no big deal. What are the odds you get pulled over anyway? And even so, what's the worst that could happen? Your insurance could go up. You might lose your license. Maybe you'll lose your job. Maybe you total your car maybe you even kill somebody everyone knows about the risks of drinking while drunk the results are tragic and often deadly however that still doesn't stop everyone from getting behind the wheel uh, while they're under the influence that's why police officers are out there right now looking for impaired drivers on our roadways they're doing it to save lives so if you think you're okay to drive after a few drinks think again Play it safe and plan ahead to get a ride. It only takes one mistake to change your life or someone else's life forever. Remember, drive sober or get pulled over. All right, you guys know where to find us. You can follow the podcast on all platforms, including right here on YouTube. We are live today. Thanks for being here. Thanks for watching. Can't wait to get into the comment section and see what you guys want to talk about today. In between episodes, you can follow Jeff and I both on Twitter. You can follow me at S. Offenbaker, that's with two F's. You can follow Jeff at Jeff Carr with three F's because he can't spell that, but he can spell locked on 15. I don't know what's going on with that. And you can follow the show at Locked on Reds. You can also subscribe to us on all the audio feeds as well. All right, Jeff. It is question and answer Q and A time. Uh, normally, we would kind of cut off here, but we're going to keep it rolling for the audio feed for a little bit longer and, and kind of dig into these questions. So I'm scrolling through to see where we might want to uh, dive into this. Give me just a second. Fill for me for just a second. And while step, you, Jeff,
0: yeah, while you look for that, just a, a quick note. Next week coming up, we are going to truncate the schedule just a little bit as we move through Christmas and New Year's and the the dog days of the office season heading into pitchers and catchers reporting we will be going down to three to four episodes a week now if there is big news that the reds do sign johnny cueto you can bet your bunions no matter what number of episodes we've had that week we're gonna have another one because there's gonna be a lot of celebrating to do if johnny cueto comes back to cincinnati but yes starting next week going to cut down from five days a week to three to four days uh, just for a few weeks during this offseason
1: all right, here we go. Jimmy McFarlane checks in. He says he jumped into the chat a little bit late. There are no excuses for that. No, I'm kidding. Jimmy wants to know who's going to play left field next season, Jeff. Uh, this is an interesting question because uh, there's one lane that involves going and getting somebody. There's one lane that says roll with what you got. And then there's my personal favorite, and I'll start this off, which is I want Jonathan India to play left field next season. I want the Reds to move him to the outfield and bring up the young guys uh, as part of the youth movement to fill out that infield. I know that's not quite the popular opinion, but I think in the long term, it's probably the one that might be in the best interests of the Reds. I think they can.
0: I, I think they've got a couple of talented dudes that they could move around a little bit, especially if they're going to be committed to still giving Jose Barrero some playing time at shortstop to begin the year. You could start Kevin Newman at third base or second Newman. base. Newman and you can start Spencer Steer at one of the other positions, if it's third base or if it's second base. Spencer Steer is a pretty decent defender at either position, and Kevin Newman is a much better defender uh, than Spencer Steer is at both those positions. So you could still work that around. It's not as if you move Jonathan India to left field and you all of a sudden don't have anybody that can play second base. That's just not the case here. So I think that that could be the case. I wonder, though, if uh, whether through trade – Uh, of acquiring an outfielder or through uh, free agent signings if they don't acquire a right fielder and they start Jake Fraley in left field. I I could see that being, that's something that we'll talk a lot more about on Monday when we look at rake, but I, I wonder if Jake Fraley's not our left fielder next year.
1: Well, and if he is, I mean, he's only going to play against uh, right-handed pitching, right? So you're going to have to have another viable option. And listen, Jimmy I, Jimmy, I appreciate you because not only do you ask a question, but you you propose possible answer along the way, too. So here's what Jimmy is asking uh, as far as an outfielder, Joey Gallo, to go along Adam with i Adam Dunn-Light, as he's known around my apartment. Exactly. What do you think about this, Jeff?
0: <laughs> Joey Gallo would be interesting to me because we're getting away from the shift the shift has drastically affected him because everyone knows that he's not going to hit against it. he's not going to bunt against it because he just never has Um, if you had seen any of the Yankees games or any of the Dodgers games in which he played last year the way that teams played him they wouldn't even have their third baseman play shortstop they would literally have all four of their infielders on the right side of the field and dare him to hit it on the right side of the field like just basically say you're not going to hit it on the left side we're going to get you out and that happened almost every time so it's very interesting it'll be very interesting to see how he handles the shift going away the other part of this though means that he's another lefty we got plenty of lefties in the outfield already so i don't necessarily know that he would be the everyday guy i think he would just be another
1: one of uh jake fraley really reds win 77 has opinions he wishes we got uh hanniger what do you think
0: there that would have been nice i mean he's a he's a veteran outfielder that's really proven a lot in seattle and deserved to have a contract for another contender i don't think i think that there's a lot of guys That really would have just not considered Cincinnati because of their non contention status like Nick crawl probably kicked the tires on some of these guys and they're just like, yeah, look, I appreciate him, but
1: I'm looking for somebody who's going to make the playoffs this year. Exactly. Uh, so let's move. Let's move back to the conversation for just a minute about uh, the Reds bringing in Johnny Coito. know, Colton checks in and says he's kind of mixed on that idea. You know, if if next season is really about building uh, for the following one for, for 2024 then he'd like to see who in the minors can move up and fill the fourth and fifth starter spots you know he doesn't feel that signing coito is a a move that looks forward this is interesting because i'm I really believe the fifth starter in the rotation for 2023 is going to be a rookie. I think it's going to be whoever of Stout or Williamson or Abbott or, you know, maybe a surprise guy that we don't think is ready for primetime yet suddenly shows up and is ready for primetime. I think it's going to be one of those guys in the fifth starter spot. I don't necessarily believe we're going to catch the amount of luck that would be required to have two guys ready to slide right into the rotation at the beginning of 2023 so for me the coito signing makes sense because it's a feel-good it's a name that everybody knows it helps put people in the stands during what's the tail end we hope of the rebuild And it still lets those other starters that aren't quite ready go down to Louisville, get ready, stretch out, learn to be a starting pitcher. And then you've got that fifth spot that can be filled by whoever uh, went out and took it during spring training. And then those guys down in Louisville will be working to to fill the inevitable injury spot because it's not going to be a situation where the Reds just start five guys all year long. There's going to be a time where you need another dude even if it's just for a double header to fill in, you're going to need that other dude. So for me, I I don't think that, I don't think that signing Coito means you're not committed to developing the youth and getting them ready for 2024. I think, I think you can do both things.
0: I would agree with that. And in fact, I would even go as far as to say maybe even signing an outfielder would be more detrimental to the, will they figure out the youngsters plan van signing Johnny Cueto would now I'm not saying that I'm against signing an outfielder that's a different thing but when it comes to signing Johnny I I look at this and I say if they add too many and if everyone is healthy because last season they weren't like starting the year last year remember uh Luis Castillo was hurt um Tyler Malley started opening day you had uh Nick Lodolo not necessarily ready to go on opening day there's guys that weren't All there who ended up pitching significant portions of the season so that's probably going to happen again this year like the best that we can hope for in spring training is that none of that happens but it usually does the only time in my life that the Reds had five starters all season long was 2012 and that was a special season for a lot of different reasons so you sign Johnny Cueto you really solidify the depth of this rotation and you take the pressure Off of Wilson Williamson Stout. Um, You take the pressure off of Connor Overton coming back from a back injury. You take the pressure off of Luis Sessa trying to figure out if he actually is a starter or if he's more of a reliever. Like all of these guys, and, and if they all are healthy, then hey, you can do that thing that we like talking about a lot, and that's a six man rotation. It's just that never happens because nobody's healthy all at the same time. You so, ever yeah. listen to me about this?
1: It's yeah. a great idea.
0: I totally yeah, I agree with you. It's a, it's a great idea. And if the, and if everybody's healthy, they could do it. It's just there was no point last year where everybody was healthy or everybody wasn't traded. So they, they just couldn't do that. But I, I think that at the end of the day this is actually a better deal to promote the growth of the franchise than the idea of blocking somebody.
1: All right, for the YouTube viewers, stay right here. We're going to keep on with you in the driver's seat and continue forward. For the audio listeners, that's going to do it for this edition of Locked on Reds. The rest of the Q&A will be coming at you as a bonus episode in your feed a little bit later today. But for the audio listeners, that's going to do it for us today. Uh, Coming up, as Jeff said, we're going to next week, Dig into Jake Fraley or Rake Fraley, as he likes to call it, and we'll continue to look at the rumors, the hot stove, the transactions. We're going to have you covered on all of those things. Thanks for making Locked on Red your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Locked on Sports Today podcast. They've got the biggest stories of the day, instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day that's almost always as hot a take as mine are. Uh, The Locked on Sports Today podcast, just like Locked on Reds, is available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, Check out the bonus episode coming with the Q&A because we're going to keep you locked on Reds every single day.